0: Hey, guys. We have an incredible podcast coming your way. We're going to teach you exactly how to look great, feel strong at your ideal body weight. How? By teaching you about the latest innovations and the discoveries about hormones, the herbs, the natural approaches that will help you to optimize your stem cells, your mitochondria. Please stay tuned. This is a show you must listen to references, the incredible scientific background, I became intrigued about sulforaphane and the cruciferous vegetables, namely I was working on projects uh, that related to the book I wrote, Acne Be Gone for Good. Wow, do I have a show for you sulforaphane it is a special phytochemical that's a derivative of cruciferous vegetables and we have the inside scoop the scientific scoop as we review a reply of Rhonda Patrick and Dr. Jed Fahey check it out we're going to talk about cancer mortality aging brain function autism heart disease it's hard to imagine but the fact is there are some exciting developments and we're about to embark on what that is all about and I'd like you to hear straight from the I guess I'll call it the horse's mouth if you were to talk about eating plant-based foods but particular a certain type cruciferous vegetables in particular the most potent being broccoli sprouts we're going to also name some other co-accompaniments with horseradish and wasabi that makes it incredibly absorbable with either a little bit of light microwaving of your broccoli and or just eating the broccoli sprouts raw as i do when i mix them in with some hummus in a like raw veggie wrap it actually tastes great Let's get right into the show. This is going to shock you. Be prepared for a lot of scientific terms, and I'll help to explain. you
1: touched, so end of that rant. But the the multiplicity of effects of sulforaphane that you mentioned are. I'm glad you brought up the fact that NRF2 is not the only thing in the world. There's the anti-inflammatory effect of sulforaphane. There's a heat shock inducing effect, antibacterial effect, selective. There's an anti a direct antiviral effect. Duh. What what Epic are we in now? The epic of viral uh, pandemics. Um, there are there are a number of very good papers showing an antiviral effect. There is immune boosting effect of sulforaphane. Blood vessel dilation, cardiovascular disease, and, and ischemia reperfusion injury. Um, AGEs, advanced glycation end product detoxification, cell cycle arrest, apoptosis, neurodegeneration, and neurodevelopmental protection, which we we touched on. Um, promotion of mitochondrial function and integrity. So this is an energy play, um, and much more is being learned about that. Um, Brain health, cognition, stress resilience, it goes on and on and on, and the literature is robust, whereas it is not for either cold therapy or carnivorism. I I would like you mentioned.
0: Okay, so it's important to, to get your head around the journal references, the incredible scientific background. I became intrigued about sulforaphane and the cruciferous vegetables. Namely, I was working on projects uh, that related to the book I wrote, Acne Be Gone for Good, and uh, certain social influencers started uh, finding out about my discovery that we could help people with acne by helping to correct their hormonal metabolism and... And uh, some very elegant interventions taking what I call a 30-second solution, taking a capsule uh, with filled amounts of broccoli sprouts and DIM and methane, which are extracts from cruciferous vegetables. In fact, in my... uh, advent of what I call uh, DHT, hair, skin, and nail, I came about with using broccoli sprouts and it's now become our number one seller on Amazon. Why? Because it has tremendous benefits. Now, uh, Jed Fahey is commenting about a comment that came up on Joe Rogan to set the stage here about a Paul Saldino uh, talking about swimming in cold water and the benefits and how would you compare that to sulferaphane the phytochemical that ultimately is an end product of the body's metabolism when we consume cruciferous vegetables as close to the raw state as possible, maybe a little bit of light heating to just soften, say, the broccoli and so forth and adding wasabi, uh, which is interesting because I added wasabi to one of our best incredible products and, um, you know, Hormone Cleanse Pro and and some of these things. So, you know, I really saw the writing on the wall back in 2003, uh, leading, up to 2005. And I'm so excited that there's scientific evidence to back up what I'm talking about. Um, But, you know, the comment about, you know, are carnivore diets good for us or keto diets good for us? It's really interesting how eating the right types of vegetables in sufficient quantities tends to overcome dangerous side effects that people are engaging in, uh, perverting their diet from the basis of what we should be eating. But let's, let's hear what he has to say. He's quite the expert and scientific background. Acurum is quite uh, impressive. But here, here, let's go back in here and uh, pay attention.
1: And then certainly in this clip, they talked about the carnivore lifestyle. I actually made notes of a number of things I'd like to rebut or or comment on in terms of that part of the little clip I watched. If uh, if we have time for me to say a few things about it, I I'll.
2: Let's let's talk a little bit about the 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 effects that were that have been said by Saladino and others um, about
1: yeah.
2: sulfur mm-hmm. being goitrogenic. In other words, having a negative effect on the thyroid. Um, yeah, I have yeah. some comments there, but can you go ahead and and speak to that? Is sulfur sulforaphane- a goitrogen? No, no it's or not. M- maybe yeah, not the perfect in itself, but yeah, iso- a certain isothiocyanate. Do you want to go? Ahead.
1: Yeah, so 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 it's it's not and and nor are broccoli sprouts when eaten in moderation nor are glucoraphane rich supplements. Um mature broccoli, I mean this is a this is this is a long story, but mature broccoli broccoli produces different glucosinolates in different phases of its lifestyle. And market stage broccoli or heads of broccoli, florets, do have things called indole glucosinolates. When they are acted on by myrosinase, they can form form unstable intermediates and they can form compounds which can be toxic or goitrogenic um, and maybe even promote certain cancers. depending upon if they're administered before or after a person gets exposed to the carcinogen. There's a lot of literature on cancer on, um, uh, based on animal studies on that. And I think the jury is still out on the beneficial effects of eating of those compounds. But the byproducts of indole glucosinolate metabolism are, um, uh, among others, are things called um, indole 3 carbonyl and methane. It's really the subject, for, I think, for another Uh, another discussion. Um.
0: Okay, so he brought up something very important. He's saying, first off, he's commenting because there's this ongoing web folklore that uh, somehow consuming cruciferous vegetables and using products that have uh, cruciferous vegetable extracts. And he, he goes on to very clearly explain that the derivative, the the key phytochemical sulforaphane, that uh, becomes isocyathionates also then uh, produces dim, dial methane, and indol three carbonyl. And uh, there's this running mistaken belief that somehow they're gortiogenic, meaning it can cause uh, thyroid disorders and uh, suppress thyroid uh, activity. And that was in a few isolated cases and some animal studies, and it was based on really. Insane quantities consumed uh, for a particular study in these animals. But it's never shown up in the literature in over 50,000 people who we've worked with in programs. But I would suggest the smart thing would be take iodine uh, in milligram dosages uh, to support healthy uh, thyroid function. And we, we, we have uh, the iodine here. I'm just uh, grabbing... Uh, for, for for your preview to understand that that we do need to do things in proper context, but this misleading information. And by the way, here here it is: uh, th- thyroid iodine, very important. Um, uh, basically, from sea vegetables that gives you, along with L-tyrosine, the absorption of iodine, that's very protective for the thyroid. So if you do have any kind of uh, history, David Brownstein talks about using iodine um, in a consistent regular basis because there are haloids. There are uh, fluoride in the water. There's uh, they're they're using uh, fluoride in, in toothpaste for anti-cavity, but uh, there, there's also bromide in bread that used to have iodine in bread. So there's a number of things that can cause goiter or thyroid suppression, and goiter means the thyroid enlarges to try and gather whatever iodine it can locate in iodine-deficient uh, areas of the world particularly like parts like the Midwest and so forth. So it's smart to supplement with with iodine as appropriately and it's safe. It, it's also protective from radioactive iodine with Fukushima spewing out. But let's get down to this. He's saying that, you know the concept of dim and indol three carbons is a subject of another conversation, which I'm thrilled because this is something that I've been studying and researching, uh, and put forth in my book "Acting Be Gone for Good," uh, as well as my newer book uh, "Blood Doesn't Lie." about the incredible advancements using cruciferous vegetable extracts and how they benefit us. But he rattled off a whole series of medical journals in the beginning about how it was uh, helpful for the brain function, cognition, helpful for heart disease, lowering LDL cholesterol, helpful for uh, anti-cancer um, perspectives. This is exciting news, but let's go on and hear what he has to say as I've now set the stage in the frame.
1: But... in but I want to bring it back to broccoli sprouts and sulforaphane. And so we did this 12-week study in China that I told you about. Um, Well, uh, collaborators, I'm not an author of this, uh, co-author of this most recent study, but they took some of the, they took the blood samples from this 12-week study where we we gave them sulforaphane from broccoli sprouts um, and Looked at indicators of thyroid uh, thyroid status, hormone status, and autoimmune status, um, and found absolutely no negative effects on um, thyroid function. So that's three months of continuous ingestion of sulforaphane. That's definitely the longest effect that's a study that's looked at thyroid specific th- uh, potential side effects. But this is the first author's name is Chartumpekas, and it was 2019. And um, you know, this is this is someone whose specialty is thyroid uh, thyroid function. He's published uh, quite widely on it, and there was no effect.
0: Okay, so that's huge. He he came out very clearly saying there was no negative effect on taking rather significant dosages of the cruciferous vegetable extracts. Uh, namely sulforaphane, which is the uh, endpoint related to isosyethionates and methane indole-3-carbonyl. And essentially, they gave dosages over a three-month period. And here was a thyroid expert that published in 2019, coming out in the report in 2020, and uh, clearly showing that there was no uh, negative effect on on thyroid activity and thyroid gland. And, um, in fact, uh, you're going to hear him state some other beneficial things that turned out to be supportive of healthy hormonal balance and thyroid. Uh, let's go on uh, with this conversation. Very, very critical and important. So, um Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was a great study. I I mean, three months is a long time, and you certainly would think that after three months of taking continuous broccoli sprout extract every day, if there was going to be a negative effect on the thyroid, you would see it after three months. Um, Moreover, in 2018, there was a very long-term animal study in rats where um, there were two groups of rats. There were some rats that were... Um, that had hypothyroidism, drug induced hypothyroidism. Um, mm-hmm. and then there was, uh, an iodine deficient group of rats and mm-hmm. they were, they were given broccoli sprouts, uh, freeze dried or whatever, you know, broccoli mm-hmm. sprout extract. And mm-hmm. n- not only was there no harmful effect on the thyroid, even in iodine deficient animals, um, mm-hmm. In terms of their high, uh, thyroid homeostasis, so their TH, uh, their, their thyroid-stimulating hormone, Th- their H- T3, mm-hmm. E3, 4, were all the same. In the yeah. animals, they're, in the rats that had hypothyroidism, there was a beneficial effect from the broccoli sprouts in the thyroid gland, an antioxidant effect that was beneficial. So... To say that it's a goitrogen and going to have negative effects on the on the on the thyroid, it's 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 quite funny because you you see this sort of echo chamber uh, meme going around, uh, particularly in groups that are anti plant, um, and they just have it all wrong, a complete lack of understanding. And
0: wow, so so I hope you you got that very clearly. They have it all wrong. This meme going around and whatever social media that uh, taking plant based cruciferous vegetables is potentially harmful for the thyroid. This is all wrong. In fact, they pointed out that there was an antioxidant benefit to using the cruciferous vegetable extracts. And indeed, um, as I mentioned, the uh, use uh, within a product we have called DHT Hair Skin Nail, DHT Block, it It has the literal cruciferous vegetable broccoli sprouts that is the most natural, high nutrient density. Uh, very important phytochemical balancing for the brain, for autism, for for cancer, for combating uh, heart disease and LDL cholesterol. All these things, this is this is breakthrough information that I, we should be standing up at top of the buildings and screaming how helpful. And also for the healthy immune system, let alone the skin, acne. As I uh, purported in my book, acne be gone for good, the intervention and solution of these natural, uh, whole food vegetables and the extracts, uh, make a profound difference. So
2: let's go a little bit further here and yeah. not even looking at actual good data. So, yeah,
1: well, it, you know, it, interestingly, the, um, this persists in the medical community too. So in, in one of our studies, the, the autism study that we published in 2014, um, the, there were questions from the IRB, which is made up of, among other things, physicians, um, about the potential for thyroid thyroid issues, and were we going to monitor thyroid chemistry? And and we did, and we ha- went through the same explanation, sort of that I just did with you. Um, and so in that study, after the twelve week twelve week study with a follow up um, or sixteen week, I guess uh, I have to review my own papers, but. Um, daily consumption this was with autistic kids not perfectly uh nor healthy subjects but um there were there were we followed thyroid chemistry and as i recall there were a couple of times when thyroid uh, function was flagged uh and they wound up being in in placebos uh those that are getting placebo so um yeah i mean it's a concern that keeps on coming up but with market stage broccoli it's it's a valid question to ask. Can you get too much market sage broccoli? Perhaps, yeah, yeah. But um.
0: okay, so he, he made it very clear that the use of uh, these cruciferous vegetable extracts, sulforaphane, um, that's been activated to become isothiocyanates and have very protective factors on the on the brain, helping children with autism, and they found zero negative effect over a 12-week period on their thyroid as measured in actual human studies. And as people may understand, uh, autistic children, which I have a deep place in my heart for children on the spectrum, Uh, since for those of you who know, my son Lance, 35 years ago after uh, being born and uh, injected with a uh, particular uh, substance for RH factor, uh, we know led to a permanent brain damage for 35 years of his life so uh, I've been studying this for a long time and I'm always looking at ways to help children particularly on the spectrum and uh, fundraisers as I did uh, for my attempt at the world record to raise awareness and funds for autism and, and children uh, in this area, in this category. So this is really good news to know that these uh, cruciferous vegetable extracts, DIM, indole 3 carbonyl, Hormone Cleanse Pro, uh, Estro Balance, uh, the, the DHT block, you know, and and in, in the asundry of, of product intervention with supplementation and whole food intervention is very important uh, for not only the children, but, you know, throughout the, the stages of life. So let's go a little bit further and see what uh, other important things uh, Jed Fahey has to say to Patrick Ronda.
1: Um, and there are areas where um, uh, goiter is endemic and those people eat a hell of a lot of cabbage. Um, right. But there also are certain things like arsenic in the soils there. So
2: The um, cabbage, right, yeah. exactly. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of confounding factors, and cabbage is not broccoli sprouts. Exactly. Uh, as you mentioned, there's exactly. hardly any glucoraphanin in cabbage.
0: Okay, so they did bring up something else that in some of these areas where they may be eating a lot of cabbage and they have goiter— there's arsenic exposure. What does arsenic do to the thyroid into the body and the damaging effects? So it may very well not be even the cabbage. It could very well be the arsenic, but they're saying that uh, cabbage itself isn't a big source of the uh, important ingredients that come from broccoli sprouts and that come uh, in wasabi's uh, triggering of broccoli, sp- broccoli sprouts to release sul- sulforaphane and isothiocyanates. So it's really good that uh, these scientists have gone deep into understanding and to revealing um, facts that we need to pay attention to and understand. How internet um, fallacies arise and how to really refute them and understand the science behind it. Um, exactly. Yeah.
2: So uh, the the other question yeah. also was related to Saladino, and the question was: How do you respond to Paul Saladino's claims on um, Joe Rogan's podcast that the risks of sulforaphane outweigh the benefits?
1: Okay. Are we? Do we have? From now till close till eleven thirty, yeah, we've got okay. we've got
2: fourteen minutes.
1: Okay, so I have I made uh, a short uh, little list of nine points. Um, I don't want to go through them in detail, but I, let me let me just sort of tick them off. I guess so. Um, I think on multiple levels, it's bad advice. Uh, to the, the the carnivore lifestyle uh, is bad advice human beings didn't evolve as as carnivores we're omnivores that means we eat a variety um vegetable and and meat um and you know this is this is a product of evolution you can look at tooth and mouth and jaw structure and all sorts of other anatomical things it's clear we didn't evolve to be carnivores um and i think a self-anointed fitness uh and or nutrition guru is not going to change the course of human evolution in uh a generation and you know i call them sensationalist claims or not but the bottom line is there is there's is certain dogma scientific dogma and evolution uh our evolution as human beings um is something that they're not going to be able to rewrite um uh so anyway there's an abundance of peer, so th- this is i you and i agreed we weren't going to talk politics on this but this is, I feel like a politician. That was first point. Second point, there's an ab- or number two. There's an abundance of peer-reviewed scientific literature showing in fruits and vegetables and especially cruciferous vegetables are good. I'm not aware of credible long-term studies supporting carn- carnivorous lifestyle uh, or carniv- the carnivore approach for humans. Three, the risks to eating everything. Um, and certainly for, you know, varieties the spice of life, um, certainly uh, eating broccoli sprouts only to the exclusion of everything else would be terrible for you, um, So, but that's not what anybody's advocating. Um, uh, point four, uh, studies of phytochemicals in isolation and in, phy- in um, uh, food matrices and in limited combinations.
0: You know what he meant by that, by the way, is that um, – someone would not live on only broccoli sprouts just like you would not possibly be able to live on only water nor should you try and live only on meat um you know as he mentioned we're we're omnivores now can we be on a whole plant-based whole foods diet for our entire life yes Uh, are there cultures in the world that have lived this way yeah our ancestors certainly um did they occasionally eat grubs or insects or, or, or potentially animals if they could catch them? Yeah, probably. Um, but because we've gone so far the other direction and having literally meat and dairy product and chicken and fish and, and eggs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, there's a detoxification period. And this, Dr. John McDougall, Dr. Caldwell Esselstein, Dr. Dean Ornish, Dr. Michael Greger, myself, um, Nathan Pritikin, of course, all of us, you know, we, we looked at the whole body of science and literature and we said, how long will it take to detoxify from having overeaten animal product? And this big thing about meat and carnivore, I think came about, sure, there's some people who have allergies, delayed food allergies, they have gut issues and they consume something maybe that has, uh, a herbicides in the crops, uh, pesticides, maybe uh, it's it's GMO instead of non-GMO, it's not organic. Yeah, there's people that can have uh, reactions. So if they go to meat only, they, they, they eliminate certain calories, maybe sugars and other things that they av- are avoiding and they do better with it. I'm not arguing that. But what I'm saying is because we've overdone the meat and dairy product, we're better to swing towards a heavy emphasis towards plant-based whole foods and it's completely safe to include reasonable amounts of cruciferous vegetables, broccoli and Brussels sprouts, and and um, most importantly, um, these incredible um, broccoli sprouts. Uh, let's go further and uh, you're gonna hear some other important points.
1: ...with other phytochemicals, vitamins, minerals, etc., show almost without exception That, yes, some things are frank toxins. Think about nicotine. Um, uh, They're toxic at pretty much any level, and the toxicity goes up. Most, most, many phytochemicals, not most, but many phytochemicals have a U-shaped effect curve, uh, hormesis or a hormetic effect. So spanning from no effect at very low concentrations to perhaps benefit or satisfying a requirement to harm or toxicity at the highest level um you know everything's toxic at some level water is sugar is salt is and sulforaphane is um so i think the evidence is overwhelming though that that eating a lot of broccoli or broccoli sprouts is not is is not harmful for you um uh, there's we talked about the 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 extensive evidence of all sorts of pathways that are upregulated protective pathways um it's thoroughly documented in the literature and the subject of many clinical studies now, good clinical studies and some bad ones. Um, number six, long-term consumption um, of sulforaphane-rich broccoli sprout beverages we've talked about have been shown not to have negative effects, including on thyroid function. Um, number seven, let me look at my notes. Um, yeah, okay. Um meat-only diets think about it do you get a lot of fiber from a meat-only diet no Um, what about fiber and colon cancer do you get a lot of vitamin c from a meat-only diet no Um, think about scurvy Um, do you get too much iron on a meat-only diet and therefore more oxidative stress or at least unless you're unless you're uh, eating only grass-fed meats yeah Um, is a meat-only diet pro-inflammatory well maybe so there are a lot of negatives that I'm not the world's expert on I'm not claiming to be but um, I think on balance uh, they speak to extreme caution and endorsing that sort of lifestyle
0: Um, yeah so you know he he made it quite clear that there's a lot of downsides to focusing on a heavy meat diet let's face it these people are advocating a heavy meat diet they're they're buying into or they're really getting people uh, of the belief that they can do something that they're already doing and they want to do more of which is really rather potentially toxic and harmful to them. Can people eat small amounts and reasonable amounts of of animal product? Probably Uh, but are you better off to take (laughs) certainly more fresh fruits and vegetables and beans and peas and whole natural foods without the sugars and oils? Yes, absolutely. That's the point we're making. So thank you so much for listening to our show. It really is a pleasure to invite you on this journey to good health. And I'd like to ask you a special request, and that is to share and comment give us your review and also please check out from the doctors.com this is our new incredible website with all the coming events it has uh, the access to our ebooks it has access to uh, testing that you can undergo and evaluate your progress it even has the latest online courses and education videos and really some incredible blog articles this is an incredible website and We're here to guide you with our education, coaching, and supplementation that's appropriate based on your individual needs. Take a special quiz. Check it all out at fromthedoctors.com. That's spelled from, F-R-O-M, the, T-H-E-E. Doctors, D O C T O R S dot com, from the doctors dot com. Please visit and drop us a note so we know that you're participating as our growing family continues to gain great information about how to look great, feel incredible at your ideal body weight with incredible healthy looking skin. We have an array of programs and opportunities, so please stay tuned as we continue on our journey to great health. Goodbye.